On this episode of Facts and Hands or Ants with Stephen D. Mosley, I got a job opening. Yeah, if you want to work for us at FOR, I got a job opening, so please stay tuned for that. But we're also going to talk about Glenn Young and his plan for Virginia and a biblical worldview, right? How everything has become political and why your pastor needs to make sure he has a biblical worldview on every topic. You don't want to miss this episode. Please join us for Facts, Pains, or Ants with Stephen D. Mosley. Stay tuned. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope you had a great one with your relatives. I've had such a great one this past week. My mom loaded us up with, well, everything from her fridge. I mean, everything I should say that she made is now in our fridge. It's in our freezer. I think we have the, the uh, we have a couple of things even outside staying cold. In any event, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite times of the year. Why? Because, well, you get to eat some really great food. But one of the things that really focuses us back in on thanking God for everything that he's done for us this year. That's the whole point of this holiday is to thank God for what he's done. And I hope you take some time today, take some time this week, if you did not do so last Thursday, to thank Jesus for him getting you through today. Thank him for his salvation Thank him for the blessings you still have in your life, even if you went through a year of craziness and terror. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Facts, Pings, Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. I'm Stephen D. Mosley with you, and today I want to talk to you. First off, I, we're hiring. We're hiring at, at FOR. You say, Stephen, you're hiring. Yes, I'm hiring. Well, let me tell you why. Let me back up a little bit. My favorite liberal, you hear me reference her all the time on the program. She quoted Sean Hannity to me last week. No, not in the way that most liberals do. You know, in the, oh, Sean Hannity. No, 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 no. She quoted him and said, yeah, I agreed with Hannity. Okay. At that moment, I think I'm going to need a new favorite liberal, right? I mean, we're, we're Hannitizing her. We're, we're getting her back. We're, well, basically, it's not us. It's really Joe Biden. He's doing such a terrible job that he's making her turn conservative and not ever want to vote for Democrats again in her lifetime. I said, Join the club, my friend. Join the club. So with saying that, I need a new favorite liberal. Okay, let's be real. She'll still be my favorite liberal, but I may need another liberal person to uh, join the ranks here at FOR because, well, if we're winning them over one by one, we need to win another liberal over. So if you would like to be my resident liberal and, and join our feedback team, please send me an email at mrstephenmosley at gmail.com. That's mrstephenmosley at gmail.com. Tell me why you should be the next liberal. I'll, I'll add you to the feedback form, and then I can go back and forth with you on FOR programming each and every week here at Facts, Pants, and Rant. So my favorite liberal, thank you for quoting Hannity. Yes, welcome to the club. Uh, mandate Terry Laws. Hopefully Joe Biden will too. Democrats will lose the House and maybe even the Senate because, well, they're focused on vaccine mandates instead of American prosperity. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Well, on this episode of Facts, Pains, Rants, I'm going to combine two. I'm going to talk about Glenn Youngkin's win in Virginia, what we need to learn from that. But I'm also going to talk about something that I'm seeing dangerously happening in the church. In the church, a lot of times, I've even seen on social media, is we're starting to see people push, hey, guys, we need to be unified. I'm using air quotes with my fingers like my friend Chris Plant does. But I want to talk about what is true biblical unity? What are the criterion for biblical unity? And why your pastor needs to have a biblical worldview on every topic, because have you noticed almost every topic has become political? Mm-hmm. See, the Bible is never meant to be political, but what happens is politicians take almost any and everything and turn it into a wedge issue, which makes it so as Christians, we have to have a position on everything 
and it needs to come from a biblical lens. So we're going to talk about what's the most important way to start your biblical worldview ministry, where we should start it, and how your pastor should have one uh, to help you through these times, whether it's vaccine mandates, whether it's who to vote for, or even the issue of, quote unquote, unity. We're going to talk about that uh, when we come back from the fact of the day. Uh, Before I do that, I do want to say this. I want to say thank you to all of you. We've talked about Thanksgiving. I want to thank you. You guys take each and every week and listen to the podcast. And many of you shared with friends and you send me encouraging words. I want to tell you a funny story uh, before we go to the fact of the day. And it, it comes from, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, hmm. You know, is it you? You get to the point where, like, you you go day in and day out, and you wonder, hey, how is this impacting people? And I'll admit, I, I don't have a huge fan base. You guys who are are you know um, the faithful, I want to say thank you to you. But there's somebody I didn't even know what's part of the faithful, and they came to me recently, and they came and they said, you know, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and then they wrote down on a a sticky note in quiet, looked around first, and wrote. And just pointed to the note and said, you know, gave me the thumbs up sign to let me know they're listening. I had no clue this person was listening. And I just want to say to you, thank you so much for listening and help me get the word out. Um, even in crazy blue Northern Virginia, getting this word out of Christian conservative principles to impact people and policy for God's glory. So when we come back from the fact that today, we're going to talk about the election results, the Youngkin promises, and how your pastor and a biblical review all comes together and why it should, we should see it. Our biblical worldview in our everyday lives where we live, work, worship, and play. Don't go away. Today's fact of the day, it comes from a fact I learned when I was at the Pre-Vote Stand Conference. I want to thank uh, Ryan Foley, who wrote the article, George Bonner shares four ways Christian parents can combat media's influence in children's lives. And he shares a fact about when worldview is developed, because worldview is so key. And uh, Barna went on to say, and that's quoted in this article, saying the following. Describing worldview as a critical element, he explained, that a person's worldview begins forming at 15 to 18 months of age, and it's almost fully formed by the age of 13. Fact number two, Piercy went on to say, another person was on the panel, faith leaders need to teach apologetics from the pulpit. Specifically, anytime you introduce a biblical doctrine, you tell people how to defend it. Well, today's fact of the day comes from an article from the Christian Post. George Bonner shares four ways Christian parents can combat media's influence in children's lives. Please send any positive feedback to Ryan, any hate mail to me. As you know, all the facts, beans, and rants are totally mine and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Christian Post. So, hate mail to me, positive feedback to him, and now, let's get back to the podcast. And we're back. I want to talk about Amos 3.3, if you have your Bible. Amos 3.3, how can two people walk together unless they are in agreement? Yeah, we're going to talk about unity for a moment because right now the uh, spiritual left, uh, that's why I call people who quote Bible verses out of context or sound spiritual but really have no clue what the scriptures are teaching or how to apply it. The spiritual left, their biggest pitch right now is, hey, we need unity. We need unity. And here's how they're doing it. They're basically, when they see people arguing, maybe you're a keyboard warrior sometimes. I am a recovering keyboard warrior myself. Every now and then you see me 
typing away and slamming away at uh, crazy lefties on Al Gore's amazing internet. But most times I'm just kind of sit back and watching these days. But if you've noticed, the new tactic of the spiritual left is they'll see people debating an issue, whether it's COVID, the vaccine mandates, or even voting. And they'll say, hey, guys, we just need unity. As if it stops the argument. Hey, 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 I, I didn't really want you guys to argue. I just want unity. But they'll post things that are very anomalous or things that it could be misleading. And it's things that as Christians, we should never stand for because what does the, the scripture teach us? And in this passage, Amos 3.3, how can two people walk together unless they're in agreement? We can't be united unless we actually agree. You know, that's why when people say diversity is our strength, that that's a lie. No, no. What's our strength? Unity. Unity. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. Right? So the idea that unity is a good thing is absolutely true. The question becomes, what are we united about? Yeah, that's equally true. And as Christians, we're called to be united on what the scriptures teach, right? Let me give an example. The biggest truth of all in the Bible is what? Yeah, you got it. John 3, 16. Um, for God to love the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, what if I told you, hey, let's just have unity on this issue. Hey, believe in God. Yeah, would you say believing in God's a good thing? Yeah. But does the Muslim believe in God? Does a Hindu believe in God? Um, do people who are spiritual in America believe in God? Will that belief in God, generically God, get them to a real place called heaven? Mm -mm. No, it won't. I, I used to say this when, I, when we taught a Bible study, I would say, and I quoted from a Bible teacher years ago who would say, children, you don't know you don't go. And that was to point to the truth that Jesus, according to John 14, 6, is the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. As Christians, we can't get away with just saying spiritual things like, oh, believe in God or believe in a higher power. No, we got to tell people straight up, dude, you need to believe in Jesus. I uh, found a meme this past week in which it was like, hey, you're telling me I need Jesus to get to heaven? It's like, yeah, dude, you need Jesus just to get to Walmart. Right? It's God, Jesus himself, according to uh, uh, the scriptures in the, in the Pauline letters, it says that he is a sustainer. He sustains us. In him we live, move, and have our being. And that's quoting from another passage to talk about what the true God of all creation does, and that's Jesus himself. But the reality is this. We're trying to reach people to go to a real place called heaven. We're united on the truth that only Jesus takes us there. That means every other faith is false and will head, head you to a real place called hell. We have to talk about both of these things. And we're going to be united on that message. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21 talks about that we are messengers for reconciliation. So when we talk about unity, let's understand something. I'm all in for unity. What I'm not in for is using the guise of unity to stop discussion about biblical truths. Uh, let's talk about this from the election day. Election day, as some of you guys followed, I, I posted. I was, I did the full Grassley on the election day. I actually did a partial Grassley with my candidate, Bill, uh, Brenton Hammond, who did an amazing job running in blue, 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 northern Virginia. As a Christian conservative, did an amazing job. But as we were out there, if you were following me on Facebook, you saw I posted some things that nasty, evil Democrats said to us. You know, as black Republicans, we were told, get out of here. We were cursed at. We were, our, our palm card was taken and ripped up and thrown back at us. 
that's the friendly left for you, right? And so as those things were happening, I'm posting on there, hey, guys, we need to get out and vote for uh, Glenn Youngkin in the ticket because, to be honest, it was about a couple of issues. And some of the issues that mattered most to me were the vaccine mandate, which is evil, wrong, and immoral because it violates the Christian belief in Romans 14. Anything you can't do in faith, it is sin for you. And, of course, this vaccine, one of them was made from fetal body parts or fetal tissue. As Christians, we don't believe in that. Why? Because Psalm 139 teaches us that in our mother's womb, we are created. So from the moment of conception, you are a person. And we don't believe you should kill those people or test on those people, um, destroying them just for medical advancement. So as Christians, we don't stand for the vaccine for that reason. Now, some of the vaccines did not use the fetal method. They used the results of the the uh, of the people who use a fetal method, um, fetal tissue method. So the question becomes, should you benefit from the murder of others intentionally? I say no. And that's where it becomes a Romans 14 issue, because anything you can't do of faith, for you it is sin, Romans chapter 14. And that is the biblical the biblical mandate for why as Christians, we should be united on that, right? But what do we have right now? I was reading just this past week, we had uh, one of, a church I respect in, in New York. One of their campuses, it's just crazy, right? It, it come off, follow the science. By, by the way, this is not science of what they're doing. They're making the vaccinated people, the vaccinated people can sit anywhere in the sanctuary, but the unvaccinated people can only sit in the balcony, right? So first off, if I'm unvaccinated and I have COVID and I'm interacting with other unvaccinated COVID, you know, other, other unvaccinated people, they're all going to catch COVID, right? When we come down from the balcony and interact with you, you know, the clean, <laughs> the ones who are vaccinated, which by the way, if the vaccine works, you shouldn't be able to catch COVID and you should not be able to spread COVID. I think I've covered that on another podcast, but what's going to happen is the COVID is going to spread to everybody, no matter how you siloed them, Right. And what happened to the passage that said we shouldn't be showing partiality to rich or poor? Well, now we're showing partiality to the vaccinated versus unvaccinated. There's, it's just not biblical. It's wrong. There's no vaccine mandate criteria in, in Hebrews chapter 10. I'm sorry. It's just not there. There's no way in scripture that says that this is a requirement, nor should it be, by the way. Nor should it be. That's what we should be united on, right? We should be united on Hebrews 10, no vaccine mandate, requirement for us to meet, have faith, come meet together, and encourage one another in love and good deeds. That should be our uniting point. But we have churches that are requiring vaccine mandates to, to work at the church, vaccine mandates to come to church. It's immoral, wrong, and that's not having, it's not seen in light of Romans 14 and Psalm 139. Period. It's not. So as Christians, we need to stand against that. We need to be hammering against that. One of the things I'm very discouraged about in the church is I hear no sermons about what I'm talking about you today. This is straight Bible, right? Straight Bible of why we as a church will be against vaccine mandates, why we as a church will be against the vaccine. And there is a criteria. You say, well, is there a reason why you could take it? Well, yeah, you could argue that I'm okay with the research being done on, on, on fetal body parts, and I will take the vaccine that um, did not uh, kill babies to get me into the vaccine. I have a moral issue against that, Romans 14. You may not, right? But it should be your choice based on that. But as Christians, we all should be against the vaccine being made from killing babies, right? Because thou shalt not murder. It's as simple as that. That's the Christian position. 
Anything outside of that is politics. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about unity, election day, let me get back to my example here. On election day, I saw people posting stuff like, hey, you know, you have the little the sticker. I just voted. You know, it's really popular. And I got to admit, I, what do I do? I go all out. My wife says all the time, I am I am totally extra. I, I, I do the most. And I used to kind of push back and say, no, I don't. And then I started looking at stuff I do, right? Like election day. You know what normal people do when they go vote, vote early? They walk in, they have their voter ID, they show it, and then they vote. They go home. What does Steven do? Oh, Steven, he he wears his Halloween costume to the polls. Why? Because he can't handle only using that costume one day out of the year. And even when I vote early, I'm like, oh, we're still going to do this. We're, we're doing this. So this year I was Bret Hart. And I'm, I'm always in character, too. So I stay in character to go and tell you how to vote. And if you go back, you probably see my Bret Hart video, but I tell you who you should be voting for and why. Because as Christians, it's it's wrong for us to say, hey, go vote. No, my friend, lives and jobs are on the line. I'm sorry, it would have been immoral to go vote for Mandate Terry. Mandate Terry did not have a religious exemption. What I love about Mandate Terry though, Mandate Terry was so consistent when they asked him in a debate, would you make illegal aliens? He said, everybody. Everybody would get the vaccine. So he's, he's jabbing everybody, okay? He's consistent if he's not terrible, but he's consistent. But as Christians, we should be against that because it breaks Romans 14 for many believers, as it should. Right? Mandate Terry is also for abortion all the way to the point of birth. As Christians, Psalm 139, Exodus chapter 20, we don't believe in killing innocent life, period. And so we can't support a candidate who is for abortion. We need support of Christians for life. And that's what Glenn Youngkin was for. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But you see, these are specific reasons why as Christians we can't support Mandate Terry. Now, you might say, well, Stephen, I don't like Glenn Youngkin. I didn't like this or that about him. Okay. Well, that's a Romans 14 issue for you. But you can make your case against Glenn Youngkin. But it, it couldn't be from an absolute value to find absolutely in Scripture like, hey, he supported abortion because he did it. Right? Okay. Just asking. Because when people post stuff as silly as just go vote, no, no, no. I don't want people to go vote for the wrong thing. I actually tell them to vote for the right thing. And it's okay if it's sometimes like I did in the first time when Trump ran, you'd say, hey, I can't vote for either one of these guys, and you tell the reason why. But you definitely don't vote for the person or encourage people just to blindly vote. In my class, we talked about voting. And I said, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, go vote. And in, in the state of Virginia, we have an election every year. I'm going to tell you the truth. No, unless you've educated yourself on the facts, you should not vote because people's jobs are on the line in this election. That's what I told my class. I told them, research it, then vote. As a Christian, when I'm interacting with other believers, I'm going to tell them the truth. You can't vote for this guy. He supports abortion and vaccine mandates. Save my job, vote for Glenn. Right? Win with Glenn. And we did. But you see what the spiritual left is doing is they're trying to use unity to push in to mask anything they're doing and try to say, hey, just let's all agree. No, we agree with truth. We speak the truth in love is what scripture teaches in Ephesians 4. We are called to repent and call people out of darkness when we look at uh, the fruit of the spirit and, and the deeds of the flesh. Right? Galatians 5. So when we look into that, I, I just looked at this this last election. 
Glenn won. Praise God, Glenn won. Did you know he made over 70, that's 7-0, campaign promises? I mean, of course, he made the generic ones like, we're going to have the best schools, no empty promises. Um, we're going to protect your constitutional rights. But there's five things that Glenn, he, he talked about that I want to see happen, that I, I'm going to hold his feet to the fire the best I can to make sure these things happen. Number one, he said no vaccine mandates. That's why I voted for Glenn. I'll be honest with you. My job was on the line. I was not going to get the vaccine under any circumstances at any time ever because it's immoral, wrong, and no Christian should do it, right? Um, but Glenn, he went a step further last week. Last week, Glenn actually told, uh, he actually told a crowd of people that not only is he against vaccine mandates, that he would make sure that state employees uh, would not, he would revoke mandates for state employees and they would not have to get vaccinated or wear masks and that kids would, have to wear, would not have to wear masks in schools K-12. He's even gone farther than that, which is a good thing. He, in the campaign, kept talking about this pain threshold bill. And all of a sudden, pro-life community were like, oh, Glenn, it's not called that. It's called pain capable. Um, but this is a big thing in Virginia. As some of you know, Virginia is, has some of the most liberal laws in the country on abortion. You can literally have abortion as your baby's popping out of your body. That's Virginia law. Um, it's called the Kathy Tran bill is what we call it here in Virginia. Now, Glenn campaigned and said, look, he's pro-life, 100% pro-life, and if he was in office, what he would do would be a pain threshold bill, which is pain capable, which means at 20 weeks, you would not be able to have an abortion. At 20 weeks, by the way, is when the baby is viable. As a preemie baby, I truly believe preemie lives matter, and we need to protect all the babies. But when I see bills like this, it really makes me happy because it's like, listen, at this point, a baby can live on its own. There is no reason to kill it. Even the left has to admit, oh, yeah, that's a person, right? Us Christians, we understand Psalm 139. You're a person from the moment that God touches you, right? You're the moment for, he knits you together in your mother's womb. So the moment of conception, you're a person. You have all the unique DNA you need from God. And that's why we believe that it should be 100% pro-life. No, no abortions. But for the left, people who don't have faith, they only believe what they see. Well, you can see do science, you can see that a baby at 20 weeks can live on its own. And so Glenn, he's going to do that. He's going to restore voter ID laws, which is great because you should have a state issue ID to vote. We don't want people talk about election integrity. One way to protect election integrity is one, count all the votes when they come in, right? At the same, at the time they come in. So the day before election day, we all know what the gap is between Democrats and Republicans. And also make sure that every person who votes has a voter ID, because if you're illegal or if you're lying, we don't want you voting. And uh, I've talked about this before about um, the Heritage Foundation. They've done research on uh, throughout the country of people who've been found guilty of voter fraud, Republicans and Democrats. And so it's for both of us. Uh, number four, he is going to give us a $600 uh, rebate on our taxes we filed jointly, so more money in our pocket. And he's going to support funding for HBCUs, which his opponent would not guarantee, but he did. And of course, from the school choice side of me, he's going to do 20 innovative charter schools. And he calls it a down payment on parental choice. And I'm like, let's get to the full payment of direct funding of students. We'll talk about that on another day. In any event, friends, I hope you see the Bible calls us to be unified. As Christians, we should want unity. But we have to unify on truth, on what the Bible actually teaches. 
not use the term unity as an excuse to do whatever the political winds are telling us to do. Well, friends, let me pray for you before we go. God, thank you so much for my friends. Thank you so much for this time. I ask that you bless them, that they would get deeper into their word, and that they would join with their churches in unity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us on Facts, Pains, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. I'm excited because I'm going to put on the Facts, Pains, and Rants Facebook page some options for next week's uh, show. I have a friend who's listed four or five different options. I'm going to put them on a Facebook page, and uh, you'll be able to vote on them. Or you can email me at mrstephendmosley at, at gmail.com. One of them is COVID changes in the church. Um, how many aren't coming back. If you'd like me to talk about the COVID impact on the church, I would love to do that. Or maybe you want to hear my 2024 predictions. Who's going to be the one who beats slow Joe? I mean, uh, Cam Lair, oh, I don't know, whoever the Democrats put up uh, to be the next president. Uh, Ahmed Aubrey, Kyle Rittenhouse, their cases, and a Christian view on the death penalty. If you want to hear that, you can vote for that. Um, and kind of a fun one. If I would create my own Star Trek universe, what would it be like? Friends, whichever one you like to hear me talk about next week, go ahead and vote on the Facts, Opinions, or Rants Facebook page or email me at mrstephendemosley at gmail.com. In any event, please share this podcast with friends, family, and frenemies and all within your social media community. And as always, fact over fiction, faith over party, faith over everything. Look forward to seeing you next time.